0: Once again, ladies and gentlemen, it's Sunday in your nation's capital, which means it's time for me, Nate... And me, Woody. ...to talk about the latest episode of The Wheel of Time. This time, it's episode five, Blood Calls Blood, and you are listening to, of course, a couple of pricks talk Wheel of Time, which is... Hashtag out, Woody.
1: Hashtag a cop twat. You know I love it.
0: So, quick thing from the outset. Last week, we talked about how the choppiness of the episodes wasn't doing it for us. It frustrated us as viewers, and the way that we were recapping and discussing the episode, we can only imagine that it frustrated you as listeners. We care less about that, but (laughs) what we've decided to do, as we are nothing if not students of the game, and we want to bring you the latest innovations in podcasting technology and methodology... We're going to stick with a plot and go through it till the end. So there's three main plot threads. Mm -hmm. Gwen and Perrin, Rand and Matt, Lan and Moraine. We're going to stick with one plot rather than jump back and forth fucking two lines of oh, we're still travelling east, we're going to stick with a track until we get to the end. That's right. It just makes more sense that way. It's easier for us. It's probably better listening for you. It should have just been made that way in the first place. And if they'd listened to us when we'd emailed them, then fuck we wouldn't even be
1: in this mess again and long time listeners will know how much i lament people not answering my emails and letters with I've, there's only so many fingers i can send but <laughs> we did we sat down in an akatoma ballroom production office and we had a good hard think about how things should go and we hope that this works out a little bit better because i listened back for quality control and even i was annoyed i'm like oh fuck and now we go to here and now we go to there so hopefully this works out
0: just a bit of news, Wheel of Time related news. It's been announced that this show is the most watched show in Prime Video history, which, to be honest, is a little bit like winning gold at the Special Olympics. But <laughs> it's still a big, big thumbs up. We're really proud of this little show that could. And mm-hmm. good work for
1: everyone involved. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well done. Well <laughs> done. So I've got a lot of questions on this one, so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll bring them up as we go through. I've watched it twice. The first time I watched it, I was a little bit comsecumbar about it. I thought, dare I not say, jump the shark. But I started to think, this is this is pretty shit. And then I've watched it again less than an hour ago, and I've sort of swung back around. But I've still got a few questions and stuff, so I thought we should probably just jump into it. But I've actually got a couple of questions because I took note of the previously on this time, which I almost never do. In fact, I can guarantee you I fucking don't. But I noticed that it pretty much tells you what's going to happen in this episode, which is good because it reminds you that Perrin killed his wife and the White Cloaks dude said he's got a good memory, which is helpful because, as we'll find out a little bit later on, that's a bit helpful (laughs) All in all. Because otherwise, I think if you didn't have that little bit of a prompt, you'd start to go, "Hang on a second, I'm, I'm... how the
0: fuck does he know? Why exactly. is he so fixated?"
1: Yeah. Well, we've got a cold open that we probably should talk about first. Mm-hmm. Beautiful scenery porn.
0: It was a, a really stunning visual feast mm. where we see a funeral, effectively, or at the very least, a burial mm. of everyone that died at the end of episode four.
1: Yeah, we saw this in the promotional material, especially the final scene, which is the crane shot, or probably a drone shot these days, because we see Alana's grieving face. And I had a question there from that, because it was nice that they showed some sort of respect to the fallen foes. I had that same
0: note, I thought it was very nice, that we see them burying and treating the king with the respect of a fallen foe.
1: Right. Now I had a question The fight in the woods That was one for the show Wasn't it? Correct That was not from the books Yeah okay Because okay. I just wondered Whether the burying Of people was Respect to the fallen foes Whether that was An eye thing Or not So it was good It was nice We see Stepan Carrying Carrie Ann Kennel And laying her To a final resting place Which is all very sad All very maudlin I thought Then he grave robbed her He's still a ring <laughs> um, Which I thought I wondered If that was a memento Obviously you find out A bit later there But I have a question Yes Maureen says, the last embrace of the mother welcomes you home Yes Is this the first time we're hearing about the mother in the show?
0: It is, specifically book lore wise That is something that is from lands people Right The borderlands, where he's from is You'll appreciate this from your knowledge of The Legend of the Five Rings and Rakugo There's an area at the north of the continent called the Blight Mm -hmm. Which is your tainted, corrupted, evil land Shadowlands It's the Shadowlands. Yeah. Deep inside that is where the evil sits and it's Mm -hmm. always trying to come out and invade the South. The Borderlands are a bunch of various countries that are on that northern border with the Blight and Mm -hmm. they're constantly at war. They're the crab clan yeah. of this universe, but broken up between several different nations. Right. But they all sort of have a kinship because they're mm-hmm. all here fighting this Borderlands war against the Blight, keeping the Southerners safe. So all that Borderlands area, that is their traditional funerary rite. May gotcha. the last embrace of the mother welcome you home.
1: Gotcha, right. Hey, it was cool. And then I thought, hang on a second, this is the first one we talk about. It. So do the Aes Sedai help fight up there?
0: Uh, absolutely oh, okay. that's that's where the fight against the shadow is the strongest so mm-hmm. quite often you will find them fighting up there
1: groovy well that's cool that answers that question and i don't think that's spoilerific at all for anybody and not at all it's just, a, it just a bit of background yeah. stuff so have we talked about the opening credits with the loom we, we haven't, haven't yet
0: no we we're a couple of episodes in and we haven't discussed it yet so
1: i paid attention to it this time i, I can't tell you why i just did
0: you couldn't find the remote to hit, it, skip, hit the skip <laughs> it took, button?
1: It took too long for the Xbox remote to, to turn back on again. And then controller batteries are low, and it pissed me off when I missed it. So it's a loom. It's weaving a tapestry, which is all very cool. And then it finishes on a tapestry of six women in a wheel in different colors. Can I mm-hmm. assume these are the founders of, you know, the Aja Rasputin or whatever? You know, so... Whether or not they're the
0: founders I presume there would be founders I read
1: it as just representing the different Aja Okay, cool And finally, I yes. think before we get off this one I went down and had a wee wiki look And I noticed that each episode is written by a different person And they change directors every two episodes Okay And some of these directors have serious chops under their belt But I've noticed there's been a little unevenness in the direction, and I think that's why. I mean, it's not unusual to have multiple directors on a TV series. I think you have to, or you'd probably burn out. I think it would just be a brutal schedule to have the same directors. It's clearly a choice. Like, one person directs two, then another person directs two, and then another person directs two, and another person directs two. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I didn't want to go too far, though, because I'm trying to avoid spoilers, just in case it says, you know, episode eight titled, Heron (laughs) Dies. (laughs) <laughs> Maureen gives birth to Lance love child Yes <laughs> Okay So who are we going to jump on with? Because the title card tells us it's one month later Yes Which is good But I thought we'd start
0: with Egwene and Perrin
1: <laughs> <laughs> Perrin So straight up he tries to make the Buddhist Amish question their whole Oh, it's a bit rough, you let animals kill animals and, mm. and stuff Is he fucking joking? Even the Buddhists don't think like that It's just such a dumb argument <laughs> You know what it sounded like? It sounded like a pumpkin spice drinking latte yoga fucking vegan mum is what it sounded like to me. And I just went, oh, kill yourself. Just stop. <laughs> just stop. Because, oh, it's a bit hypocritical. It's like, he even says it. It's a bit yeah. hypocritical. I'm like,
0: how? I like you'd know what that fucking word is, Blacksmith. <laughs> yeah,
1: so I didn't bump on it, but I mean, I did, but I didn't mention it, but you did. Some of the language is all over the shop and it's really, I sat down and watched um, Fellowship of the Rings today and you could just hear, well, you could tell instantly where they were from by the way they spoke. And it was just something, yeah, it turns out, oh, it's a bit hypocritical. So I Okay, you don't have to have these and those, but anyway, it was just... (laughs) So, we're back again here with the White Cloaks. Yes. And this annoys me a little bit, because we've got this beautiful, stunning, established shot of the White Tower. So they're within sight of the White Tower, and suddenly the White Cloaks are there, and they seem to have no territorial authority. And yet, somehow, everyone seems to just... Do you know what I mean? Like, they seem to have a self-imposed authority. And one would imagine being that close to the Aes Sedai they probably would be a little bit leery of being a band of fucking killers right outside the area of the White Tower. Yet here they are. And the Tinkers are like... Like, she stood up to him. So she sort of answered him and said, you have no power here, Saruman. But he obviously does. (laughs) Because they just... I don't know, like, it just seems a little bit strange, and I'll touch on it a little bit later as well, but um, it bordered on annoying me yeah. <laughs> a little bit, like, that these guys are just, they're being wielded as the bad guys, but they're being wielded a little bit higgledy-piggledy for me. I know we needed to jump a month forward, but I would have liked to have seen this happen a little while back, a little further away Yeah, than speeding distance to the White Tower. Yeah. That's all. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I, can't, I get can't, it. I get it. I can't imagine the <laughs> Isodot. Anyway, I can't imagine they're pretty happy about it. But the linking of the arms, and yes. then I started to hear the music swell, and it was actually... So the first time I watched this, I wrote this down. I'm like, I'm about to turn this shit off. This is yeah. bullshit. If they we, all, shall, if we shall not be moved. Yeah. If they get stymied by, <laughs> by this, yeah. I'm done. And then all of a sudden, they got bitch slapped, and I went, oh, okay. <laughs> That's fine. But a little bit interesting thing for me, I was was actually pretty triggered by this. And I don't know why, but the army school shooting back in 2006 really, really affected me. And the way their level of forgiveness was displayed really sort of got to me because it shows something in me that I know within myself, I could never forgive somebody who did that. That's just not who I am as a person, but I just couldn't do it. And I'd be hell-bent on revenge. And I'm also particularly triggered by bullying. Yes. Because I've been a victim of prolonged and savage bullying for a period of my life. And I tend to lose my shit <laughs> in, in an almost irrational rage. I've apologized for that. But... <laughs> <case. laughs> Okay. But, you know, and obviously I've, I've dealt with that. I've sought help for that and stuff. But I could feel my Irish rising when I'm watching this. And I was really glad they cut away. Because I don't know if I could sit there and watch helpless people just get the shit pummeled out of them. By somebody I'm already not liking. <laughs> it was it yeah. was really...
0: I mean, it's it's absolutely, let's be very clear that these are the bad guys.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's kick the puppy sort of stuff, yeah,
0: isn't it? It really is. I think it was a good scene. Mm. I think it really showed the Tinkers and showed the strength of their belief in the Way of the Leaf. Yeah. And it also showed that the White Cloaks just don't give a fuck.
1: Don't care.
0: So, I mean, Aram does say that even a White Cloak won't kill a Tinker, Mm. but... There's a lot of shit you can do to someone short of killing them. (laughs) It's like Batman. I'm never going to kill
1: anybody. No, but you will put somebody into the hospital, literally into a coma with severe bleeding on the brain. Anyway, (laughs) I got a little note here. The most silent horses I've ever heard, (laughs) or never heard rather. Because when they're doing the runaway, and then just out of nowhere a horse. Now, horse makes a lot of fucking noise. Mm. That's not, you know, there is, there, the the term thundering hooves yes. <laughs> exists for a reason. Yeah. You know, and old mate just gets run down. But of course, here we go, they got caught. And because of where this section happens in the, the show, because everybody else is all seeing the White Tower, I think you're almost trapped into this belief that, okay... Everyone exhale now. They're all going to meet together in the White City. They're going to be fine. And then whammo! (laughs) They're absolutely not fine. In fact, they're significantly not fine. Pretty fucking far from okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, those are pretty sage words, given what happens next, I guess. Yeah, so they're caught.
0: They're caught, taken back to the White Cloak camp. And then we see Gwen being stripped and fairly... Mm, vigorously scrubbed in. I think yep. probably the the harshest scrubbing scene I've seen this side of uh, Silkwood. Silkwood. That's what I was searching for. I had it and then yeah. I lost it. Then she's brought into Valda's tent, tied to a chair, and then we see Perrin dragged in, gagged and tied to a what is fairly obviously a fucking torture contraption.
1: Mm. <laughs> it, pro- it probably has a name, but. Matt just calls it a fuck chair. But. I must admit, I thought they'd put a ball gag in his mouth. It's it's going down. Again, not to beat the term to death, but I was a little touch triggered here as well because by the cleaning, because I've had bike accident where I had to have my wounds debrided. You are familiar with that expression? Familiar they basically, with
0: it's one of those things that I was like, ooh, I don't really want to know that much more about yeah. <laughs>
1: So So when I'm watching that, now if you could just imagine, well, perhaps you don't want to. They've got to clean the dirt and oil and shit out of your wound. That's what debriding something Mm. is. So I was watching that going, oh, ah, that really, like, really. I could only imagine they were the softest brushes known to mankind when they were doing that scene. And it was the sound effects to make them look like they weren't. Yeah. Because I can't imagine anyone would be able to put up with that sort of. I was wincing a lot while they were doing that. And also just the horror of it. We didn't see it all, but you can only imagine they they gave her a thorough cleaning. And that's. Mm pretty awful to think about yeah yeah, that was pretty gross and we find out really nice little bit word building here hand gestures aren't needed yes which gels with nano nano she could use her powers without having to use her hands and stuff so
0: so that was something that is mentioned many books down the track Mm. i didn't want to mention it here because i didn't know what they were going to do with it
1: yeah i mean iguan is pretty ballsy here so much so I've used her real name. Yes. <laughs> and I really liked that. I felt her as, as an actress, Madeline, I think or she rose to the occasion and we'll talk about parent in a second, but she, spoiler and, and, alert, he did not. <laughs> <laughs> needle scratch. <laughs> he did not. And, I thought it was interesting here because he's going to kill her because she might be an Aes Sedai. Mm. And that's, again, not to harp, but that was like, here is a group of people roaming the land that are actively seeking to kill Aes Sedai. This is a direct threat to the Aes Sedai. And I think that the I could probably just wipe them the fuck out. Waters are not bound by any oaths to not kill fuckers. So I'm struggling with that as a concept. I think if they were backed by a city or they were backed by a nation and it were bordered and all of that sort of stuff, I could deal with that a little bit more. But just this roaming group of dudes in white cloaks who just go around and go, you know, and without any visible means to counteract channeling when they see it. So it's not like they can't use their magic against them in some way. Yes. Um, so I don't know. so and I wondered whether it's because it's crammed into the series. We don't get that chance to breathe with the books. thing that works better in a book than it does visually. I don't know, but I really struggle with it.
0: Well, well this is a scene that is, I guess based on something that happens in the book, but in the book it mm. happens geographically quite separate, yeah, to, right. to where they are. However, if you think of Tarvalon and when we see mm. the big shot, we see that Tarvalon is an island. Mm. We do see in the books that basically the white cloaks will go up to the water's edge, and there's limited capacity that the Aesir either can or want to do outside right. of the island. At some okay. stage, they harass the bridge towns that surround the island. Ah, right. They're like, okay, well, we can't really do anything about it. They're not actively doing anything wrong. So, wow.
1: Okay. Yes, yeah, to me they are. So that's interesting. I think, and that's... And again, in
0: this, yeah, we know with Valda with his little creepy collection of ears, I mean, rings.
1: (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. When Old Mate, from episode two, he was introduced, when Maureen looks at him and she sees those rings around his... She has no doubt in her mind who this guy Mm -hmm. is. So, like I said back then, you tend to wonder how it is that they're able to to get them, and yeah. whether they catch them by surprise. Yeah. Whether they want, this doesn't seem to be any sort of faith that protects them or anything. Um, certainly, didn't protect you from. Within parent. the three o,
0: this cunt has a bunch of Aes Sedai rings. Yep. There is no question to me; mm. he will kill me if he has the chance. Yeah, clear and present danger, motherfucker! Bang!
1: Power word kill! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> <laughs> so that did bother me from this perspective and I'm well you've just provided a little bit more context to it so that's interesting but I think as in the book maybe you're not confronted with it so clearly yeah. I don't know it just feels and it like happens it just... a
0: couple of books
1: away so yeah.
0: I think this is oh these guys are here and I would put it down to just a storytelling requirement that they mm. needed this to happen it happened it's just so happened that it happened here I can see where you're coming from I absolutely can
1: uh, yeah let's just leave it as a Semi plot hole because it's not been expanded enough.
0: Because yeah. it's nothing like as big a plot hole as we have coming up later in the show. But that's fine.
1: So <laughs> a bit of a Hobson's choice. He leaves the, leaves them with here. Channel and I'll kill you, and he lives. Yes. Or don't channel. I'll kill him, and yes. you live. If you're not a witch, you'll just drown. <laughs> Fair cop. That. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so let's talk about the turkey in the room, which is mm-hmm. parent cannot fucking act. Right. I mean, during that admission of guilt, when he admits that he's, I'm like, I'm so utterly unconvinced by him. Even the second time around, I tried to go, now, come on, come on, give him a chance. Yeah. <laughs> and no.
0: Was it bad enough that you had to go back and watch to see if he actually did kill his wife in the first episode because you just didn't believe it?
1: Yeah, fortunately, it was shown him previously in because I'm like, hang on a second, this guy, he's up to something. <laughs> no, he's not. He's just... So, here we go. I've got a bit of a plot hole, I think, here. Okay. The white cloak, he sees her channeling. Now, men can't see channeling. We've seen this twice now. Well,
0: he sees a little bit of smoke on her ropes, and then a little bit of... I don't think he sees... Or he might feel something. I don't think he sees the weaves. He just sees the result of what she's trying to do.
1: Well, the way I watched it, I watched it pretty close. I think his eyes track the powder puff Mm -hmm. as it flies across the room. And then, even if I was being forgiving and saying no, they didn't, he says, your little flame, which obviously is hitting. Okay, that's good. So we've got two different takes on it here. I just got this real idea that he saw the channeling. Yeah. And since we made a bit of a point of it last time, I went, oh, that's." I mean, he could see her writhing in the chair. And I'm like, okay, okay that's yep. a thing. But then, to me, his eyes track the powder puff into his chest. Yeah. And then he says, you know, I thought you were going to hurt me with your little flame. Mm. But it, it certainly provides the impetus for her to sizzle off parents' ropes. Mm-hmm. And we get to by the light, what are you? His yes. parents got yellow eyes. So I've got some speculation here. So we've got Rand who's manifest some sort of power where he could knock down that door that would be unknockdownable. Igraine, Igre, uh, igwen has uh, has mani- has <laughs> one of those three. Those are the three sources of her power. She needs all three to survive. So she's manifested listening to the wind and all that sort of stuff. Nanu Nano loses her mind. Matt's... Can possibly channel, though I still think it's just the Horcrux. So now Perrin can what? Does he turn into a werewolf? Or can he just control wolves? Is he some sort of beast master? I mean, it just seems to be a bit, they're all manifesting a different power to me. Mm-hmm. And I've, there's really nothing more to say that. I mean, it's, it's pretty clear on the screen what yeah. happens. He's, he calls the wolves. The wolves can sense he's in danger. And that wound that Iguan gives to Valda, I mean, that would kill normal people, but I don't think you have a villain that well developed that you just kill off screen. I think he'll be back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess is it reasonably accurate to the books that that Perrin can call wolves in, or is this something they've hyped up, or is this a, or can you say that without
0: without being spoilery? There is something with Perrin and wolves. Yeah, okay. And this is r- relatively in line with the book version of what's going on. Okay,
1: cool. like the first time this manifests as a power. Hmm. Right, because I think if you remember when I talked earlier on, when the wolf came up and licked his leg yeah. in one of the early ones, and I originally thought that was a dream. Now the wolf was actually there, and one suggested if it has some sort of affinity with the wolf, it was trying to lick his wound clean yes, or something. So yeah. I don't know where the
0: show's going to go with it. I don't know where the book goes with it. But yeah. Yeah. there is definitely some Perrin-Wolf stuff going on. The end result is much the same here. How he's gotten to that point is quite different, right? But yeah, okay. Perrin's got some wolf shit going on.
1: Yeah, I could mm-hmm. dig it. I could dig it. I've... So that pretty much ends Perrin and Egwene. Yeah, as they're done now, is done like a dinner. They've escaped. Hmm. Let's hope they get to the White Tower. Tavalon is the name of the town. <laughs> Knock off Minas as I called it <laughs> in my notes. So let's hope they're there next episode, and then we've got more of a because because we've only I, got I a couple like... of
0: episodes to go,
1: right? Yeah, and. There's stuff going on,
0: but we don't have a feeling of what the end goal is yet for this season.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: I've read some stuff from the showrunner of what they have said the arc is. I don't want to go into that and spoil it for people that haven't read that, but it's not like we've so far got a big bad that we're trying to defeat at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. Obviously the White Cloaks are the bad guys, or the, the Trollocs and the Fades are the bad guys, but they're both big enough that they're not going to get wiped out we're not going to suddenly have a big battle and we kill all the White Cloaks. So Hmm. what the season is building towards
1: isn't really clear. Right, yeah. Yeah, I've actually got that as a little side note because I wondered if once this all wraps up, we might do a like a season overview episode. We go back and sort of... That way I'll be able to dive into a few more things online Hmm. to be able to see without getting spoiled too much. But, you know, anyway. So shall we talk about Matt and Rand? Yes. So it's pretty clear they've hooked up with a caravan, travelling caravan, or a fellowship and, or something, and travelled together, which is nice. Rand looks quite the adventurer. He's all <laughs> kitted out and, with his cloak.
0: And Matt just looks like he's gotten out of bed. <laughs>
1: right? It's like,
0: Jesus. I have never seen anyone in a TV show look more like someone that's just gotten out of bed, since probably Arthur Dent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a
0: it's a dressing gown. He. Matt looks like shit.
1: Does, and he looks. I mean, it's the Horcrux that's fucking with him, obviously.
0: It is, and he's been the cranky fuck. You know, some kid yeah. runs into him and he's this close <laughs> to just backhanding him,
1: calling him a little crude piece of shit. Like it's, yeah, it's pretty full on. I did have a little costuming problem, though. Like you don't generally walk around with your bow strong, but the old mate has that on his back. That's the sort of verisimilitude that I'm after in this show, and I just don't have it there is no so truth in this art. <laughs> <laughs> it's all bullshit. But again, we've got that language issue. Where you're, hey mate, how you doing and, and stuff. And the you okay? And yeah, piss yep. off and all that. But that's fine. But I thought it was really, really cool when Matt and Rand is standing, looking at a stone with ruined carbs. In it. And I don't know, the first time I watched it, I went, oh, cool stone. And then the second time I watched it, I went, did the camera linger on that just long enough? Here's my take without necessarily having, because we saw some, Faces carved in stone when Perrin and Egret made their escape And I like that That shows that there's a history to the world And Lord of the Rings is a great example And I saw it again today They just walk past fallen runes There's statues There's also, sort of, like the world looks lived in lived And in. it looks yep. ancient And it looks like it's And I have heard people Because I'm not a dyed hard Lord of the Rings fan I like them but I wouldn't know it when people say, oh, that's a such-and-such and, such and this is that. There are people who were watching the Minas Tirith scene in Return of the King that were able to pick individual buildings out, saying, oh, that's the such-and-such such building and that's that. So I'm not at that level of of fairness. But then you've had sex with women. <laughs> so <laughs> I wonder, <laughs> I wondered if the stone with the runes in it Mm-hmm. stuck out to book fans. And if it did, that's cool. It's not going to spoil anything. But I wondered if book fans were nursing a semi when they saw that. That was part of me that went, oh, but... and if they were, that's cute.
0: There was definitely something in that that I think was just a little Easter egg for book readers. Yeah,
1: that's the way I took it. I looked at that and went, yeah, cool. I liked it you yes. not even gonna, you know, because it, it because gives it gives that,
0: that world that lived in. It gives it a history,
1: hundred percent. Yeah, oceans yeah. rise, empires fall. That's, You know, <laughs> that's how it goes. Oh, we've seen, you know, you'll see each other through it all. It's, it's it's fantastic.
0: I would just like to point out that we are five episodes in, and it's Matt <laughs> <laughs> that has made the first musical theater reference
1: in this show. Look, it's true, listeners. It's true. I, I do consider it the lowest form of theater. <laughs> Just ever so slightly above mime. And that, oh. depending on the mime. Oh. <laughs> How dare you. <laughs> so, yeah, so I've got the Matt goes off on a little kid. So clearly carrying around Regulus Black's locket is fucking with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awful. And then we've got, and I don't like to go back and watch another episode, but the focus on the mountain. Yes. Did we see that in a dream? Like, I can't remember.
0: I don't know if we saw it in a dream. It is important in, in the history and particularly... Vis-a-vis the dragon, it's important. That mountain is called Dragon Mount. Okay. Which is cool, just from, from a name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah that's yeah. pretty cool. It goes into a little bit of what you were asking last episode about the breaking of the world. Right, right, When right. the dragon lose Theron Telamon, when he went crazy, after he did all his cool shit, locked the Dark One away, and then the, the Dark One's taint <laughs> sent him mad... <laughs> He drew in so much of the power that effectively just exploded. And basically, this mountain came up from the earth from him oh, drawing the power.
1: Right. Okay. Wow. That's dope. That's cool. Yeah. I saw it was snow-capped. I initially thought, oh, look, it's a volcano. And I don't think it is. I think it's definitely a mountain.
0: Yeah. It just looked very
1: cool. Like It looked, it looked very, very Fuji. Yeah. If, a little too pointed. To be for Fuji, but yes, absolutely. But anyway, it looked dope. And I know I called it budget ministerith on a lake, yes. but it looks amazing. I really saw that they took the time to establish this shot of Tar yeah. What I liked about it immediately was that it was a, clearly a cosmopolitan place. Yeah, it's got a lot of bridges coming into it. Clearly, we're going to see a melting pot. Of everything, and that's what I like to see when I'm looking at a fantasy world. I like yes. to see, oh fuck, I'm in somewhere new and somewhere exciting. Oh, look at that. No, oh, look at this, look at that, look at that, look at that. Something I haven't had yet in the show. So I was really happy to see this. And I'll play a bit of production game here because it's a beautiful set piece. And I wondered how much of it had been repurposed from the Shadow Mapes city, the Shadow shadow Logger. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what did you call it? Shadow Mapes from June? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm the shutout mapes, the housekeeper. <laughs> I just can never remember what it's called. I so I wondered whether that was you know from this angle, from taken from that angle, and whether they cleaned it up and all that sort of stuff. Because one imagines they're not going to build two separate cities. Cities, yeah. They're going to use that. But look, I really like that. That it was, it was holy shit. Money well spent. No, that money well spent on production values here yes. and stuff. So I thought that was really cool. So Matt and Rand go to an inn. Yes. Quite a nice looking inn that they mention is pretty fucking expensive. Not entirely sure how they're paying for it, but well, that's just right. So can we assume perhaps they did? Some, I think Rand's coat's different too. So can we assume that they've done some work along the way with this caravan or something? I don't know. Like
0: potentially again, this is significantly different than how it goes in the book. So I really right. can't can't claim. The only yeah. thing that maybe I can I can think is. Rand mentions as they're going to the inn that, you know, it's one of Tom's old friends, or Tom has yeah. mentioned it. So, a couple of times in the book, they go to places and they mention Tom, and it's like, well, fuck it, you're not paying.
1: Right. So, that it, it
0: could be that, but obviously, yeah. yeah. It's...
1: Well, they mentioned they got paid, so I wonder if there's a discount. Because he says, I can't believe a night here is worth a month in yes. with some other place. So. But how do you fuck's have any money at all? So. Right, you know. And I guess he would get the indication that Glee Man is dead. I mean, how do they know? They, they fucking turned tail and ran. But that was a bit sad. Yes. And we've got Matt needing reassurance that he didn't kill the farmers in the Dell, which is, you know, I guess, makes sense. Yes, he probably wants to make sure that he didn't do it.
0: Because if he's blacked out, which appears to be what happens yeah, when he gets taken over by the blackness. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. see <laughs> well, these dead people and, fuck, tell me I didn't kill these guys. Tell me I didn't exactly. kill that
1: little girl. And he says to him, "Oh, you wouldn't hurt that little girl." Whereas are scanned hours ago. We saw him; he was about to wail on a kid for bumping into. him. so it's a little bit. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But but remember, he has sisters, not brothers. <coughs> well, that so. makes all the difference. Probably does make all yeah. the difference. Can is the White Tower? Is that all Isodai? Like that big, massive structure? Is that yes. their home? That so that's their home base. Yes. And I think you've answered my question here about. No white cloak presence. So, if they're they lingering on the borders or the shore, then that's fine.
0: The tower itself is is Aes Sedai. It is the, yeah, the right. seat of Aes Sedai power in the world.
1: Yeah, that's the Amelon seat. The
0: Amelon seat, yes. Which Amalind's, we're probably going to pronounce yeah. 17 different ways even in this episode. We haven't even met the <laughs> bitch yet.
1: <laughs> Obviously, cut away and come back. Some reds in a bookstore. Um, and
0: yeah, uh, oh, uh, it's within the inn. I believe oh. it's it's the, the the inn has a library. Oh, huh. well, well, that's what a that's fucking
1: fancy little inn this is. Yes, I like it. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. So I took him to just go for a bit of a wander.
0: I believe this is just within an inn. Ah, okay.
1: Well, he he pulls out a book. It's called the Car- Carathian Cycle, and I have to assume that we should take note of this at some point. Mm-hmm. But I had a little question, and that's if you you notice mm-hmm. the sketch in the book, is that from one of. Jordan's book covers or any interior art did that yes. mean anything? That, yeah. yeah, that was inter-
0: so, yeah some interior book art. That so was another little book, Easter egg. Yep. Fans
1: going, yeah, fans would have gone, yeah, got a little semi-armed. Some fan service there. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, and okay. I really liked the ogre dude. Og- Ogier, Ogier, ogre Loyal. Cool. Yeah, that was cool. I really liked him, except for his shitty wig. Yeah, his nappy <laughs> wig. So, which I probably shouldn't say that because that's. I was worried about this guy. Okay.
0: Because I'd seen some production shots.
1: Oh, okay.
0: The Ogier are huge. Right. Like they are trollock big. Oh, okay. And the shots that I'd seen, this guy was just a regular sized dude, not like a big dude, but, mm. you know, was just standing next to Rand in that library, but without any of the, of the perspective tricks that yes. they used to, to yep. give him. Obviously, these guys don't have Lord of the Rings budgets, so they're not going to be able no. to go full hobbit size sets to make it seem how big he is. I think they did pretty well with what they did. Yep. Yep. So my worries were largely allayed there mm-hmm. by not making him just a regular-sized dude.
1: Motherfucker's got the whitest teeth I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's a big one. But for him to be played by a normal guy with no tricks, you'd need to hire Shaq
1: right mm. yeah okay. like he's so that's, he's
0: that's that, that sort of size yeah
1: jesus yeah right
0: yeah they're an awesome race they mm. live a very long time and they think humans just are very rash and don't think things through yeah because these that, guys because will thinking. spend you know six months talking about having a meeting to talk about something
1: so they're like the ants <laughs> i was gonna say they're like the public service but yes
0: <laughs> similar to the ants in that way yeah
1: yeah, we have a meeting to decide whether we're going to have a meeting. So, L'Oreal, because <laughs> she's worth it. Oh, that's Pantene. Anyway, so Pantene says to Rand, calls him an ailment. Yes. Which again, we know was the dude from the cage. And I just want to bump a tiny bit here and I want to go on to it again. But he says here, we know an ailment by his hair. Yep. Which is one of the few physical traits to work out where a human is from. But go back to the Two Rivers, it's all over the shop and stuff. I know I said I was going to harp on it. I'm not going to harp on it again. But this is the sort of stuff that happens in the text if you're not careful. Yes. If you're not really good with your world building. That's really all I want to say. Because I've coped with it now. But I'll use the Game of Thrones again analogy really easy. How he knows that Joffrey Baratheon or none of the Baratheon children are Robert Baratheons. Because they're blood. The, the, the entire bloodline has all had dark eyes, dark hair. Yes. And I know my wife and I are brunettes, and we've got a red-headed child. But we have red hair in our ancestry. You and your wife are brunettes, and your child has lighter hair than both of you put together. So, yes. it's, you know what I mean? Like it's, oh, But we can understand that, because that's here. <laughs> yeah, you could tell Henry VIII's kids yes. by looking at Henry VIII and going, that's your motherfucking kid. Like, there's yeah. no question. So, that's all I'm getting at. And it's, But have it's, we seen it, anyone else with red hair? Well, Correct with the exception of the element, but I'm, I'm talking about in the general terms, when you're saying that you can recognize a particular type of person by a particular physical characteristic, yes. and he says one of the few. Mm. So that means more than one. Wait, so that's all I'm getting at. Like I don't, I don't want to harp on it. I don't want okay. to fight about it. But just from a world-building perspective, and I'm, I'm really conscious of that when you're looking at things. Cyril Farrell, again from Game of Thrones, when we finally went over to Bravo's, There wasn't a motherfucker there that looked like Syria Pharrell. Mm. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Like, that was a mistake. Yes. But when we went to Maureen and we went to Yonkol and we went to Slaver's Bay and stuff, well, then they collected a group of ethnically similar people Mm. to to be in that. That's all I'm talking about. It was cool. I bumped on that hard, and I've got it in yellow, that I don't think Rand is from the Two Rivers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I mentioned that before.
0: Believe this is the first
1: time you're, you're bringing yeah. that up? I don't think he's from the Two Rivers. I don't think. I think we're going to find out that Ran was probably Moses in a basket, but I think that he's not from there. That's my little bit in yellow. All right. We'll see what, how that goes, if that even gets revealed at the end. And that might lead on to something else, but I'm going to keep Sturm on that just in case. All right. But I liked it. I thought, I thought that was cool because mm. it also taught us more about the Ogia. When he says no, you're an ailment from the two rivers he says he's not an ailment Like I liked the way he was constructed. No, that's odd. I like yeah. Oddity. Yes. Yeah. It was he was cool. He was a good character. I think they've they've cast Loyal him is, like... is very good. Well I hope we see more of him. I think we will. The very ominous words. Oh humans rushing off with not knowing what they're prepared. It's like, yeah, we get it, buddy. Loyal the preparer. Yes. <laughs> so bring in the dragon. Yes. Big
0: parade of Legain yeah. through the streets.
1: Now did you catch
0: Black Fagin? I did. <laughs> <laughs> pa- Peyton Fain, yes. Thank you. Yes, I did. <laughs> Peyton Fain. Yeah I, be- yeah, I believe, I will have to go back and check, I believe he was in one or two scenes as well before that. Oh, was he? But in? where oh, he's sitting no. at the cafe. As
1: and- a big old <laughs> chuckle.
0: Yes. Look, if you didn't see that, then are you even paying attention? Because <laughs> you, you really couldn't call something out harder. Yeah. If you tried. The,
1: there were a few dark-skinned people, in the crowds. Mm. But no, that was, I was like, ha, oh, ha, ha. Because there's laughter and everything. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. And I,
0: all it needed was just like a, a cut zoom, like yeah. a snap zoom to him. <laughs>
1: snapshot. yeah. But <laughs> I literally went, oh, Blackfrog. <laughs> <laughs> and he's laughing away, so he's up to something. He's a shadowy character. If we find out that he's a dark friend a little bit later on, I would not be at all surprised. Mm-hmm. That's my view, but again, I tagged him way back at the start. He was so cool when the Trollocs rocked up. He didn't even bled. Yeah. He just tipped out the door. Yes. And obviously, he's got something on his side because he escaped that village completely unscathed. Now, yes. the village didn't get wiped out, but he not only escaped the village, but he obviously got past them and made it to. to made it made it out and whatever. But anyway, I liked well, it. I think and, he headed east. Uh, <laughs> didn't they all fucking <laughs> head east? <in? laughs> the. Um, <laughs>
0: So then they're bringing the procession past. Mm-hmm. Rand and Matt are sitting up in a, in a windowsill. Yep. And Matt had this weird little hallucination of Legane laughing at
1: him. Yeah, that was freaky. Mm. That was creep. That was tripping me out because yep. I thought, fuck, is that really happening? In which case, <laughs> I actually thought for a second there there was going to be a chase sequence. Yeah, I thought the Aes Sedai would go, hey, wait, what the hell's going on here? But yeah, that was uber creepy. Yep. I did like that they were throwing shit. And I was thinking to myself, you wouldn't want it to tag an I said And then we then... find out later. We <laughs> <laughs> find out later. That with that with that a that radish. The... <laughs> and Red got tagged with a radish. <laughs> I'm like, ah. yeah, I'd be pretty gutless to throw shit. on not, you know, I'm pretty good aim. Yep. But no. Yep. Which, this, of course, though, brings Matt and Rand to make the unbreakable curse to one another. Yes. Like, let's kill each other. Mm. Let's not let us. And Matt doesn't hesitate. Oh, will you kill me? You
0: bet. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. am right on buddy. The way he is at the moment. I don't but think he needs a lot of prompting. I think
1: I think if Rand fucking snores. Yeah. I think he's in deep shit. I've got a bit in yellow here. Mm-hmm. I'm just tipping that Rand's gonna be forced to kill Matt. I think that's gonna to have to happen. Mm-hmm. Unless he gets rid of the Horcrux. I don't know, but that that's a little bit in yellow. Mm-hmm. I did bump on this one a little bit, is that Pantene just happened to find a woman with a braid in a pretty full on place. Mm pretty cosmopolitan place, and went, oh, you must be the girl that Rand was talking about, even though that's not who he was talking about.
0: Yes. He didn't mention her
1: by name or anything, so I was a bit deus ex on that one. Yeah.
0: Now, I had this as an issue because they don't know that she's alive. They don't know that she's following. They don't know that she's traveling with them. They have no way of knowing that she wasn't killed by the Trollocs in the attack.
1: Right. They don't either, do they?
0: So, to me, that was a little bit... How did we? How, unless he was just talking about as as you've suggested, which makes a little bit more sense. Unless he was just talking to Loyal about this girl with a braid. He
1: said a girl from the Two Rivers used to read this book to me all the time. Hmm. She used to think she was Jane. Yeah. Now Loyal says, oh, you must be from Two Rivers." So, and since the braid is very Two Rivers. Yeah. I could see that, hmm. but it just was like, how convenient.
0: Although we did say that he was allowed to go. To, Onto the White Tower grounds. Yeah. So it kind of works. Yeah. Just, it's, it, it's a bit of a stretch.
1: It's a stretch. It's a long blow. Yeah. Long bro. Blow. <laughs> it's a long, oh, this is a long blow. Yes. It's a long bow to draw. Breakbone Fever sounds harsh as fuck, though. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. And that's a story that's told in the book. Yeah. Again, I think this is a little bit Easter eggy for book fans. Neneve yep. does tell this story. She actually tells the story to Moraine. Because Moraine's quizzing her about... Did you ever heal someone miraculously that shouldn't have been healed? Was someone at death's door and then somehow they just got better? Right, And that was what this story was, that by all accounts, she was going to die and then just didn't. Mm. In the books, this is the first time that Neneve has touched the power and not having any conscious control about it not knowing what she's doing, but yeah. much like she did with the heal bomb in the cavern, yeah. ended up healing her of something that should have killed her without knowing what was going on. It's something that is relatively com- like it's, it's common enough that Moraine knows to ask about it.
1: Okay. For, well, for people know. that
0: aren't trained, who have this power in them, how did it first manifest itself? Well, typically we have things like this. So that was a nice Easter egg for book people, that uh, story nice. being told in a different way.
1: Mm. Oh that's cool. Do you know what breakbone fever is in real life? Uh no. Dengue fever. Really? Yeah, With muscle spasms and dengue fever. Given where I grew up. Mm. <laughs> that was
0: that was a real unsurprising that you know about that.
1: Yeah, it was it was a real but yeah, breakbone fever just reminds me every time we gotta get the fucking spray those mosquitoes. Fucking yeah, mosquitoes have killed more people on earth than anything else. Really? Yeah. Even malaria. the Catholics. <laughs> Especially the Catholics. <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, nasty little fuckers. That brings us sort of the end of Random Matt. Yes, so that's all done and dusted. Overall, it was a good story. Hmm. It introduced a nice new character. I hope he hangs around. Yep. I mean, we didn't learn anything more than we already knew, apart from Matt's really going downhill. Hmm.
0: And Neneve's seen it now, and is like, yeah. Ooh, "What the fuck do I do here?"
1: Yeah. So yeah, so that's going to be interesting, especially being so close to the White Tower. Whether they'll just gentle, I mean. I don't know if there's anything in the, the book, but can they just gentle somebody for the sake of it? or Just in case? <laughs> you know? Just like, in case? Uh, I, I don't uh, think they can gentle people just in case. Just on the off chance? Uh, so now we're doing the, the main storyline, really. The, the A-plot, yeah. This is absolutely the A-plot, because we're off with the Aes Sedai, we're off with marine Lan, and everyone in between.
0: A fair bit of Neneve, but yeah, Lan, yeah. and and the
1: procession. Stunning scenery porn again. <laughs> yes. You know, that beautiful passing shot looks amazing. And I had here, obviously, Rogaine has rope tied around his neck, and which is in the cage later. So the first time I watched this, I was a bit, oh, hang on a second. How did he suddenly get into a cage? But then I realised when L'Oreal mentions they're showing off the prize. Yes. Well, of course, so, they so are they've like... come
0: home, gotten prepared, gotten changed. Yeah, and then that's exactly right. Put, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. put on your Sunday best, put on your exactly parading right. a false dragon through the streets
1: outfit. <laughs> exactly, and they seem to be pretty happy about it. I mean, Stepan is looking pretty heartbroken and lost, yeah. and yeah. and whatnot. And
0: a touch here that I liked was mm-hmm. the boots backwards in the stirrups. When he, oh, lead- I did not when see leading- that. So he's leading Corrine's horse, mm-hmm. and her boots are in the stirrups backwards.
1: Oh I did not notice that. Is that a thing?
0: I think it is. I, I know it's something cultural from somewhere. It actually makes me think it's maybe a civil war thing. Traditionally, simple black riding boots are reversed in the stirrups to represent a fallen commander looking back on his troops for the last time. So it's a a military thing.
1: That's dope as fuck. I like it. I like it. Yeah, that's some shit. Well, there you go. We've got a very nice establishing shot of the White Tower. This is the first time I see the White Tower, isn't it, in the whole thing? Yep. (laughs) There's no need to call it budget minister again. So we get this establishing dialogue here with Lan and Moraine talking about the fact that she doesn't call the White Tower home. She likes to travel and and whatnot. And it's a little bit confirmed a little bit later on. But we get a little bit of a nod here that maybe Lan and Nanu Nanu are starting to build something. Mm -hmm. Because she's spending all her time at the water's fire and stuff. Yeah, there's a little bit of a, hey, what's going on there? Yes? Yeah, (laughs) a little bit of something. All in all, it's a a nice establishing shot. We're all coming along as we go. And then we get the payoff, which... This is where it pays off for the returning of the ring. Yes. Well, as he says, I'm going to return the ring to the tower. That's his thing. That's his final duty as a warrior. Yes.
0: This is when Steppen's being all dressed in white.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And sort of a quasi question here. I started to think that, well, if Moraine can sense these, the four, through with the secret source, or. But it doesn't seem to be the case. Like, I kind of thought she maybe should could sense where they were. Yep. But then I wondered how she knew they were all at the Twin Rivers, and I'm, I'm I'm assuming there's some sort of wheel of time, birth, death, and marriages somewhere that she could yeah. look them all up because, you know, either that or she's got spies everywhere, yeah. Which is the eyes and ears thing. I think they say a little bit later on. So anyway, so I started to wonder where the hell going with it. Do you know what I mean? Like, how she,
0: where are my friends? Where she's, yeah, when she's talking talking for,
1: like, yeah, I'm just gonna find them and stuff. Yeah. So. I'm mean, a little Nan- bit
0: unrealistic. I'm down with Nanive being very protective of her people and being a bit bullheaded, but you arrive at the city and your first thing is, All right, where are they? You said they'd be here. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> bitch, my backpack's still on. <laughs> like,
1: come on. Nanu Nanu gets put up in the water's quarters. Yes. For her protection. Mm-hmm. And Maureen lays a big chunky dump of exposition on us here. The the politics of the sisters—they're not all lovey-dovey. They're all schemers. They're all
0: everyone's got their own agenda.
1: Yeah, and it made me hearken back to what I thought about when the world was broken and the Ice responsible for putting it back together, and whether the way they put it back together, they weren't all as one with the way they thought they'd put it back together, and Mm. that's possibly nice big exposition dump, I guess. Which and a bit nice. of
0: nice character stuff. After she tells Land to fuck off, mm. it's I kind of get what you're going through. Yeah, this is scary as shit. But obviously mm. that's her agenda because she wants. As we get with Leander and a bit later, everyone's going to want her. Yeah, she's oh, for sure. she's the girl that everyone wants to dance with.
1: I like the correct use of the word honing here. So many people get that wrong that when I heard it correctly, she says, we've spent our time here honing our skills. I know that's a silly little thing, but when you hear a word used correctly, when it's used so incorrectly so often, it was really, really nice. You could see it coming down the pipe a mile away, though. <laughs> <laughs> so when Marine drops that little tidbit about the moment the tower catches a wind of Nanu Nanu's presence, she's going to be expected to become a novice immediately. In my head, I substituted expected to forced. I yes. Got, I, I got a real, that's it, you're going to mm-hmm. fucking become a... A novice, yes, <laughs> nanu nanu's hashtag epic fail. Maybe they should fear me. I, <laughs> I laughed my ass off. That was so well acted because you could hear the eye rolling, yeah, <laughs> you could see the looks between, like, who the fuck? and then nanu nanu realizes what she's just said and she's dying of embarrassment. <laughs> like, it was that was a great scene. Yeah, that was an amazing, amazing scene because it was all bluff and bluster and it's like. Bitch, you have no fucking idea what's yeah. about to happen. To you. Yes. Yeah, you are so out of, and which is nice because, as you said, then Marine tells Land to fuck off. Mm, yeah, and she says, "I know how fucking frightened you are." Yes, <laughs> it's like yeah, you might have been a big fish in
0: that little pond. Yeah, you have no fucking idea the pond you're <laughs> in now, motherfucker. Bitch
1: you, <laughs> bitch, you are in the fucking seven seas right yes. now. Uh, you are a guppy. Yeah, <laughs> so, and of course, sage words. Mm. Stay here Don't go anywhere Don't talk to anyone Mm. So naturally we know She's going to go Of course (laughs) Because she has to have something That's right
0: Yeah So then we get Steppen being All dressed in white By Alana's two Two Mm. waters And what were their names? I I did have them written down
1: I think it's One of them's Maverick Maverick and Goose I think (laughs) Maverick and Iceman because yeah. I think it's Ishmael or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, Maverick and Ishmael. It was all a nice moment. It's all it was all very good. I touch heavy handed, but I yeah. get it. I know I knew what we were going for. Yes. And then the moment he said, "I'm not bonding to another," I went, "I know what's going to happen." <laughs> like it was.
0: It was telegraphed a little bit.
1: Yeah, a little bit too much. Like when he's talking about it, he wants to bring the ring back. I went. My first thing was, "Yeah, man, I dig that. That's your final duty as a warder. I can, yeah, if I could respect, Mad. be yeah, a bit of a chest pump fucking respect that shit, west side with the finger finger gesture. <laughs> and then w- later... pouring one out for
0: my homeboy. <laughs> I
1: did, yeah. And then he says, I'm not bonding to another. I went, oh, I know what he's going to do. Mm. So he drops the ring into the fire at Mount Doom. Yes. Which is very, very cool. Yep. And I assume that's where new rings are forged from that. So I actually think that's, that was a really cool thing, I thought.
0: That's new. Ah,
1: uh, yeah. And... Groovy.
0: That absolutely oh, was for me, absolutely. Because it is. This is where we make the new rings. We'll put your old. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really, really well done. I thought that was very cool.
1: Now, is the, is the ring just a signet ring itself, or does it hold some sort of power within it? It's just. It doesn't help them at all. It's just like no. a signet. It's like a class ring, isn't it? It is.
0: The ring isn't anything more than. This is what you get when you graduate.
1: Yeah, if you're an Isodine, you take your ring off, like Moraine did, she mm. could still channel. She could still. Yeah. Do some shit. So I was. I was pretty cool with that. I did not fall for the misdirect with the sleeping potion. But here's where I went off the tracks. I took the whole, what happens to the water happens to the ice" Sedai. I, I yep. thought, okay, because I'm sort of jumping ahead, but I knew why he took the sleeping potion. And then I went, okay, Marine's like super, super powerful. It might be a threat to the seat. Yes. And those Lanolin Red. She's pretty high up on the board. And I got it into my head that Lanolin Red had somehow gotten to Stepan and got him to put Land to sleep, which would actually put Maureen to sleep. Okay. So something could happen to Maureen. That's okay. what I thought was going to yeah, happen. I see that. And that's I can see the logic like there. Yeah, and you've gamed with me. You know, yes. I've, <laughs> I've, I'm fairly twisted. I will take, you know, threads and weave them together and hopefully they, they turn out all right. But I'm also I'm looking for the person who's going to be treacherous. That's what I thought. So it, I knew what was going to happen, but it took me completely out of it because it caught me off guard. And then when Land wakes up in the morning, it wasn't until he sort of ran around the corner yep. and up the stairs that I went, ah, oh, that's right. No, I was wrong, fortunately. But that was kind of where I went with it. Yep. The scene with Lanelin and Red and Nanu Nanu, I, I thought that was wasted. Did you get anything out of that that you didn't already know?
0: No. It did give just a little tiny bit of why maybe she's such a cunt. Yeah. But... Go through the library The persimmons are great This time of year I didn't understand What that was Unless Just
1: being a cunt
0: Yeah And Unless it was Someone with absolutely No people skills Trying to be charming
1: Mm, And like Hey
0: I'll be I will share with you Human friendship (laughs) I I am, <laughs> That's I, am exactly just, right. I am just a normal human bartender. <laughs>
1: yes. Can someone please show me where the earthen vessels go to the bathroom? Now, I didn't learn anything new about any of them. But I guess I'll take your point a little bit there. Because when she says, you know, men don't like it when a woman gets even a hint of power, or might be better. than. Mm. Them, I'm paraphrasing. Yes. Not knock, knock, Hollywood. We don't have to have a tragedy to make every bad person a bad person. Some people can just grow up to be a cunt. <laughs> yeah. You know, she could be attracted to power. She could do this. They're doing it in Star Wars a lot with Darth Vader, especially in the comics. They're trying to humanize him. Mm. And Darth Vader works better as inhuman. Yes. As We've had the g-
0: discussion multiple times about Hannibal Lecter. Mm. Hannibal Lecter works as a villain because he's yep. just a fucking villain.
1: Yeah. he you,
0: he's you don't gone. need to know why. They did yep. try to explain that in one of the books, but it weakens him it As absolutely
1: a does. It, uh, you're 100% right. You're 100% right. It's not just him. They've done it again with Vader. They've done it with other characters. They try and give us this little fucking sneak behind the curtain that we do not need to see. Yes. It's it's Let they're not a monster cookie cutter. be a monster. Right. Like Valdar. We don't need we don't need to know that the Sedai might have killed his friends. He's so fanatical in what he believes in. And that's, that's enough. Because <laughs> there's enough of that. Yeah. So I
0: don't... He is good enough as he is. We don't need yeah. the backstory of
1: what turned him into that.
0: Just exactly. let him
1: be that. Exactly. And let Lanlon let Red be that. And this is not a Charlie Day with all the pictures up on the wall and the red strings and he's talking about the conspiracies. That's like my favourite <laughs> myth. <me. laughs> I'm not going to try and do that, but here I'm exactly about to do that. I do find that it's a little bit off. It's a little bit cloutish across the head. It's hectoring. It's reminding us once again that men are bad and women are good and that's fine and that's, that's just the way it is. And in this world, I get it and I'm not against it at all. I'm going, yeah, man, this is in the world. That makes perfect sense to me. A dude locked away the bad guy, and it went to his head, and then everyone else goes fucking mental if they do. I get this. Absolute power corrupts, absolutely. I get it. But it's snippily little lines like that that annoy me, and I question whether they're in the text itself or whether that's just some sort of agenda. So let's... Quick, every episode, let's just remind us all that men are shit.
0: You know what, ladies? We
1: know. Yeah. (laughs) Which, if rant. Al Thor turns out to be Moses in a basket. <laughs> it's going to bump so hard against all of that. It's a little bit like in Dune, the of the Cataract. They talk about the fact that the Bene Jesuit, for centuries, for millennia, have been this breeding program to breed the superhuman, superpower being. And it has to be a man because that way it bridges properly because it's divided and it comes back and bridges correctly. There's nothing in there about men mistreating women and all of that sort of stuff. It's just no, we realize in order to have full control over this power, we need to have the male and the female. I think something like that in this scenario would work well, but I'm also talking about a book series that's well and truly developed and written and, and done. So whatever the story is, that's fine. But let's not keep telling us we're shit. We get it. Yeah. No tall men, but <laughs> enough. Just like there's no tall women. <laughs> no tall women, no tall men. Yeah. No tall men and no tall women. I get it. (laughs) But enough. Enough of that. And so I've already touched on this, but we find out Moraine is super powerful, Mm -hmm. which is cool. Like, I get that. But it also adds that level of intrigue. If she's not here that often, like if she doesn't get to the tower that often, you can understand how some people are going to perceive her as a threat. Mm. Because no one knows what her politics are. She's potentially going to come out of the blue and just fucking take over. And I can understand why people would think that's a dangerous thing. Yeah. So that's why I thought Lana Red had gotten into Steppen's head and made him.
0: So fuck Lana up. So she's fucked up. So she can. Yeah. Look, it's sensible jumps. I can see the logic of where
1: you've gotten to all those places. Mm. Just conspiracies everywhere. Yeah. Cause what you don't understand is there's a cabal and they run a pizza shop. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> a so ran... mirror, mirror. <laughs> Randon on again. <laughs> I was trying to think of that for a hashtag. Brandon, half. No, I think we've missed it on this one. But yeah. <laughs> you know what we haven't said yet? What's that? Magical bitches. Magical bitches. Because <laughs> we had militant.
0: Mag- <laughs> We're we contractually obligated yeah. to say magical bitches at least once an episode. <laughs> magical bitches. Magical bitches.
1: So I've got a note here. Mirror, not mirror on the wall. Yeah. The fuck is that? No, like idea. That I have
0: no, <laughs> yeah. no idea. I'm assuming that's something that's going to mean something at some stage. But I don't know what that is. Yeah, because
1: upon second glance today, because I watched the first one on the TV to enjoy it the most on the mm-hmm. big screen and whatnot, and then usually I'm watching it on a reasonably sized monitor for the second one, and I had an opportunity to have a really close look at it because fuck, getting out of my lounge chair to walk across the room, <laughs> and it, it's a portrait of a woman facing away, looking down another through another like arch, looking door. through a window or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a mirror. It's not anything. I was just looking at it, going, "Well, what the the fuck well, I is that? Why keep it behind a door?"
0: I'm confused by that whole thing. Yeah.
1: Okay. Oh, cool. Oh, well, then I'm actually white to make that yellow anymore. because I'm like, oh, what the fuck is that? We jump to Stepan and Land. This was a bit long and protracted, but I, I get it. If you were paying attention, this wouldn't throw you off the scent, this whole land Steppen thing. Yeah. But if you weren't paying attention, I think you'd just find that maybe, yeah, okay, Land's there to comfort a friend. Yes. Stepan drops the worst-kept secret, that Nano Nano is looking for love in all of Land's spaces. So I thought, oh, really? We're going again? We've already mentioned it earlier. We're going again for that. So, In case you weren't paying attention at the beginning. Yeah. So, obviously, Steppen goes off and fucking offs himself. Yeah. Which, I get it. I could get it. Their grief must be so... And yeah. he's he's brought the ring back. I think that's... That's fine. He's done his duty. Mm.
0: His final duty. Yeah. Alana talks about that as well. She says, mm. the grief when they lose their
1: ace of die is just unimaginable. Yeah. So, unpopular opinion, maybe. But I did not like this funeral. <laughs> yeah. I thought the throat singing was, to be honest, kind of shit. It might have been better if there was a chorus of them doing it. Maybe they couldn't afford that many Tibetan throat singers. It should have been more military to me. Right? Yeah. And the beating of the chest seemed off. Like, it, I don't get what was happening here, but they get they were possibly thumping their heart and whatnot. I don't know. To me... With the exception of the possibly the best acting of his career, William Shatner sending off Spock at the end of Wrath of Khan. We all know Shatner's capable of really some fucking turkey. But I was actually being serious when his voice catches when he says he's the he's the most human. human. Mm. Yeah. Starfleet were far more fucking military like and they were all just standing there. (laughs) You know, like I just I would've really liked them to be all decked out in some sort of military gear, have their all swords there or something. I did, however, like when he said to him, you're going to carry the grief for all of us or something, yes. I thought, which I thought was cool. Hmm. And then it looked like, because Moraine was clearly sharing the grief. Yep. And I got the impression that when Lan, her grief, because she was feeling it, she rebounded it back to him. And that's hmm. what made him break and start screaming. Yes. That was the part I liked. But everything else I kind of thought was a bit, yeah. like if one person's going to scream and, and carry the grief for the whole group, that, I thought that was actually, oh, that's, that's actually not a bad thing. Yes. But them all just standing around, thumping their chest, looked mm. a bit, I don't know, looked a bit mad. I like where they got to. I don't necessarily like how they got there. 100%. 100%. And it's like with, um. I thought it was naff for the first time I saw it. I'm a little bit embarrassed to say it now. But when a Navy SEALs send one of their own off, they all go and st- stab the coffin with their, their trident batch. That's actually a thing. that They yep. all go and do it. And the first time I saw it, I went, oh, that that doesn't sound right <laughs> and then I found out later I oh, know that actually it does mm-hmm. do it so I have sort of looked at it I would have liked to have seen something possibly not them stabbing his corpse with, mm-hmm. <laughs> with something yeah. but that's what I would have liked to have seen
0: have what it felt like it. In, in the same vein of it was almost a Harker would have been something, right. something akin to a Harker yeah. to me would have been what that needed obviously that's completely culturally inappropriate <laughs> well, yeah know. I think it, but, in but that something particular. in that Style, and I think that's yep. maybe what they were going for with chest thumping. Yeah, but, and look, I'm with you. I really liked the "You will carry the grief for us." Mm. I actually thought that was kind of beautiful.
1: Yes, I liked that a lot. I really did.
0: Yeah. Just the the lead ups just felt a bit soft.
1: Yeah, if maybe they had all had sticks or something, and they were banging the sticks in the ground or hitting their head. I mean, if they had shields, that would make more sense or something. Yes. I completely understand that. Yeah.
0: These are guys that are. Warriors. That is 100% their yeah. life. I felt like it should have been a
1: little more martial. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I don't know. Did you get into Deep Space Nine that much? Um, I don't think I've watched all of it. Okay. So when a Klingon warrior dies, mm. the Klingons gather around and they scream. Love this fucking series so much. They scream into Stovacor, which is their, their afterlife. Yes. And it's to warn Stover Kor that a Klingon warrior is coming. I've seen that in other in other things. Yeah. Yes. And I like that idea. <laughs> and it's not just to say, hey, open up the doors. It's to say, be on your fucking lookout. A Klingon warrior is inbound. I would have liked to. Quite Viking, I think, as well. That's... Absolutely. Like I, I think that I could have really liked to have seen something along those lines. Mm. And I think that Harko actually would have been a really good... I was just trying to think of a way they could have done it. I think maybe if they had more throat singers... I think they may have had a choir or a chorus or something, big, deep bass and baritone. Yeah. You know, whatever. Chant. Gregorian chants. That's what it was missing. <laughs> <laughs> they needed a bit of enigma in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hashtag but, Gregorian chant.
0: <laughs> but, but the problem is, what they would have done is they would have tried to get that and mm. just gotten really bad Gregorian chant covers of like, <laughs> losing my religion. <laughs>
1: Oh, fucking love it. <laughs> oh, who would have been? I don't, <laughs> uh, oh, deep deep anyway. cuts, there, folks. Deep, deep cut, <laughs> deep cut. I think I've still got that CD somewhere. <laughs> oh my god! But that was it. So we we go fade to black. Yeah. Which would have been an awesome song to finish on. <laughs> oh. Fucking Metallica fade to black, but um,
0: done by. Gregorian monks. <laughs> Gregorian
1: monks. Even if they'd have just casually walked past in the background and, and smacked their head the face of the book and kept going. <laughs> all in all, the first time I watched this episode, I was actually checking out. Yeah. I went I'm, I'm done with this. So I'm glad I rewatched it because I've checked back in. <laughs> yep. But I really agree with what you're saying. Is there's no build up. I don't know what they because they've already they've already gentled this dude. Yes. So I don't, yeah, the Witches Rogaine. I don't understand why. I mean, that could have been a thing. Like, maybe, maybe they could have spent, again, not knowing the books. Yeah. This is just what I would think I would do with a TV show or something like this. I'd have had him around for a while. I'd have had them chasing, actively chasing him, him escaping, him doing all of this, realizing he can't stand up against seven Aes Sedai and goes, fuck, and then, you know, brings down a mountain on a motherfucker. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that puts me in the position with the, with not knowing the story of that's what I think should have happened in a TV yeah. series. So it's going to be interesting to see because I, I can't even see a showdown between Moraine and and Red at this point. No. Because over what? like it, It'd be a vote. And I like, bet it's as exciting uh, as watching a yes. fucking papal vote. Unless they all stand around a sayo and scream spill. I just don't... <laughs> I <laughs> Just do see no point. Yeah, but I'm I'm giving this one a seven. I'm bringing it up. Okay, there were elements of it I liked. I think I actually quite liked the way you articulated. It. I liked where they got with that funeral, but how they got there was poor. Yes, but it a lot lot in there. It was pretty pretty dense episode. It Calm. was packed in with a lot of stuff. Yeah. So where are you going with the rating? I got to go with seven as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: there were some bits in there that I thought dragged a little bit. It's almost another Silverthorn episode where we're just yep. putting our people in the places where they need to be yeah, without really taking any steps forward.
1: And, again, without articulating why we need them to be in that position other than we don't want our heroes to be separated because that's boring as fucking batshit. Mm. That's, <laughs>
0: you know. So, presume that very soon we're going to get Perrin and Egwen into Valon? Yeah, we're going to have to. Our, our merry band will be will be together once more.
1: Yeah, one hopes we'll see some sort of fallout with the white cloaks and the tinkers. I'd like to think that happens. My little poly and the glasses are on at the moment. Yeah. And I'd really like to think that that happened.
0: Yep. That they're going to get some recompense for being yeah. assholes
1: to pacifists. Yeah. Unless if we're to assume that because the white cloaks got done in by a pack of wolves. <laughs> and that's not necessarily that bad. It's not like tinkers called the wolves. No. But all in all, a really good episode the second time around. Mm-hmm. First time around, I was a bit. Uh, We'll see how we go Be interested to see Where they go So I'm 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 trying
0: to think From the trailer What we haven't seen yet And the only big thing That I think we haven't seen Or haven't met Is the Amarylland seat Right So I'm presuming We're going to see her
1: Next episode too Yeah Yeah. that makes sense From what I could tell From the story She doesn't appear to be There yet She's on her way So
0: I enjoyed the episode Some bits that I thought Were really good a couple of things that I just didn't understand and thought were maybe a little bit pointless. I'm glad we've got loyal. He's yep. he's here. He hopefully he's going to well, ho- hopefully he won't
1: pull a Tom. Yes, <laughs> you're
0: yeah, so here for two episodes and then you get killed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stephen Seagal in executive decision. Except that was a good choice. <laughs> that was his best acting role I've uh, ever seen. The best meeting he's ever done.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, then that brings us on home, folks. So yeah. uh, so thank you for staying with us.
0: Tell the good people how they can find us, Matt.
1: Well, we're still on, uh, well, I'm still on Facebook. ACOP Podcast is the the Facebook page. I post up links to the episodes each time, but I'm also on Twitter at ACOP Woody.
0: I'm at ACOP
1: Nate. We pay no attention to what anyone says to us on Twitter and or Facebook, but please, by all means, reach out.
0: If you want to yell into that void, you knock yourself out. (laughs)
1: Unless you're saying how
0: much you like us, in which Um, case we will answer you for days.
1: Well, see. We assume that when we don't get messages on our Facebook page or Twitter, we assume you're so blown over or bowled over, rather, by what you've heard that you can't, you can't possibly, you, you cannot find the words. Somewhat like I could in a second ago, you cannot find the words to put to put to us. So yes. that's that's how I assume, and I just assume yes. they they can't handle it.
0: I think that's the only
1: reasonable assumption that anyone can yep. come to. I think they've been ear fucked so well mm. that they're cock drunk. <laughs> Prick, prick, prick drunk. drunk. Prick drunk. Prick <laughs> drunk. Hashtag prank drunk. But in, until next time, folks, I've been Woody. I've been Nate. And we're a couple of bricks. When the
0: wheels come down. When the wheels come down. When the
1: wheels touch ground.